the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. This is the time of the week when we typically catch up with Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network. Uh, Jack is busy today, a little train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, Ohio Press Network on that case. Um, you can trust what you read there, so I would encourage you to do that, theohiopressnetwork.com, theohiopressnetwork.com, and you can follow Jack on Twitter, at Jack Windsor. Uh, it's been five months since Columbus police went to the door of the apartment where Donovan Lewis was sleeping two in the morning to serve a warrant, uh, felony possession of a firearm, domestic violence. He hit his uh, mother. He had hit his, I believe, pregnant girlfriend. Uh, Mr. Lewis did not come to the door, and he was very tragically uh, killed by a single shot from a Columbus police officer who saw him get up in bed with something in his right hand, and I'm going to assume believed it was a weapon when he fired his weapon. So the family of Mr. Lewis has been uh, very loudly demanding that the officer uh, be criminally charged, and now they are suing him. They filed a civil lawsuit Thursday. Meanwhile, this case awaits airing before a grand jury. A grand jury decides whether there is probable cause that a crime was committed. Uh, Two things can be true at once and often are true in the shooting of a civilian by a police officer. First thing that's true, it's extremely tragic, unfortunate, and no one wishes it had happened. That's always true. Second thing that can be true is that the actions of the civilian exonerate the officer from reasonably using force in a situation where the officer felt like they or their fellow officers were in grave danger. Why would the officer in this case and his fellow officers have believed they were in grave danger? Well, number one, they're there to file a warrant for felony possession of a firearm. Okay, that that doesn't, I mean, there, there, aren't, there isn't one of those out for me, okay? There isn't one of those out for you. Why is that the case? Because neither you nor I have done anything to bring those charges to the fore. So number one, they know something's happened. This guy has had access to a firearm before. Number two, he did not answer the door of his apartment after they knocked on the door for 10 minutes. After they let a barking, agitated police dog roam around the apartment for however many minutes. The two gentlemen two men in the apartment who the police spoke with would not tell them, claimed they did not know if Mr. Lewis was in his bedroom with the door shut or not. That would certainly heighten your degree of anxiety if you're a police officer that, A, there's somebody who we believe to be here. He's not answering his door. He's got to be awake. We've been pounding on the door. The dog has been barking. He's got a history with a firearm. That's why we're here in the first place. 
And I think it's reasonable to assume they thought he was some kind of a violent individual because there were charges. I mean, it's one thing to hit someone. When you hit your girlfriend and your mom, that takes your reputation down several notches. Okay, so these are all things the police officers are dealing with, and then they open the door, and they see him get up, and they see something in his hand, and then the very unfortunate second thing that can be true happens is that his actions gave the officer reasonable cause to use his firearm. That's possible. That'll all be litigated in the grand jury. They'll watch the body cam video. They'll talk to the other officers. They'll look at the scene. They'll probably visit the scene. And then they'll come to a decision as to whether or not to even seek charges. And if they seek charges, doesn't mean the officer's guilty. It means he gets a trial of his peers. I don't know how he's going to get a fair trial in this town. Because the mayor, the law director, the police oversight review board, the, um, what do they call the person who comes in is above the chief of police and above the assistant chief of police, the inspector general. They're all against the cops in this town. Every single one of them. Every police officer in this town knows that. So if he gets a trial, I don't know that it'll be a fair trial. It'll be a trial. But in this town, it's pretty hard to get a fair trial if you're a police officer. We waited more than a year for the officer who shot and killed Micaiah Bryant to be exonerated. You watched that body cam video. You knew that night this guy was not guilty of anything. He twisted in the wind for a year, a year plus, was vilified nationally, LeBron James and others. So that's the climate out there. So the lawsuit was inevitable. It was coming. Rex Elliott's looking for a payday. He's a big, high-powered attorney in town. Interesting, isn't it, that Rex Elliott, the attorney, represents Christina Johnson, the president of Ohio State, and also Donovan Lewis. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm going to guess that a wanted felon from an inner-city neighborhood and the uh, lesbian, academically honored, lauded president of Ohio State are probably not grabbing coffee together. But Rex Elliott ends up representing both. What does that tell you about Rex Elliott? It tells me Rex Elliott, A, is a really good attorney, and B, Rex likes getting paid. Rex likes financial layups. And if you think representing the gay president of Ohio State who's being chased out before her contract is not going to result in her getting a couple million bucks to go away and Rex Elliott getting a big share of that, you're wrong. And if you think in a city like Columbus where Andrew Ginther is handing out millions of dollars to victims, in air quotes, of the George Floyd riots downtown except, oh, Nobody was convicted of anything. So there were no victims. Wait, yes, there were. You're a victim. If you're a taxpayer, you're the victim. You got to pay them $6 million tax-free. Well, I would say this. I, I don't know what the grand jury will find. I don't know what the jury will find, if there is a jury. But if you just ask me, hey, over here we got people who were told to disperse at a riot, and they didn't disperse, and they threw cans of food at police officers and frozen water bottles and punched those officers. I see you on the videotape, Joyce Beatty. 
you have that case, and you have a case where a guy's in bed, he does not have a weapon, but the cops thought he did, and he got shot and killed. The people from the riot walked away. Which one do you think is going to get the multi-million dollar settlement from the city of Columbus? First of all, because I know the city of Columbus, I would say, well, both are going to get one. And I would be right. But secondarily, I would say, well, the guy in the bed with no weapon, he's got a much better chance because he's dead. He's got a much better chance because it's pretty obvious his family has suffered a more grievous loss than a couple random purple-haired knuckleheads who won't listen to police when they tell them to disperse. Oh, but I would be wrong because the people from the riot already have their pockets full of $6 million in settlement money from the city of Columbus. So Rex Elliott's not stupid. No, 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 no. Rex Elliott, he's he's very aware that Andrew Ginther is open for business on handing out multi-million dollar settlements to make police look bad so that Andrew Ginther can get elected to a third term. Rex Elliott sees that coming a bazillion miles away, right? Yeah, Rex, I got to admire the hustle because you somehow got to Donovan Lewis's family before Ben Crump. And that's not easy to do. That is not easy to do. When you can beat Ben Crump and Al Sharpton to the punch with the family of a black man who's shot by a white police officer, you got some wheels on you. Rex Elliott. Hats off. Hats off, Rex. So that case has been filed. And I have no doubt. Zero doubt. I have zero doubt. This case will be settled to the tune of a seven-figure payout before this officer ever stands trial. Because I do think he will stand trial. I do. I can't imagine the grand jury, which if the grand jury does not return an indictment, (laughs) there's no case there at all. None, zero, zip, nada. Okay, But this case, they will be paid, and Rex Elliott will be paid. And I think we'll all sleep better knowing that Rex Elliott will be paid because it would be terrible if he had to get by with whatever he's going to make off Christina Johnson at Ohio State. Which, by the way, uh, Christina Johnson is penning her own op-ed in the Columbus Dispatch today. Which I'm a little surprised at, number one, because I figured she would stay low, lay low, until she got her payment from OSU for leaving. Uh, But instead, what this is, this uh, completely self-aggrandizing and self-exonerating column that she wrote, is a shot across the bow. She's putting out there... This is my mode of attack if you force me to go to court to get my money. That's why she's writing this. And rest assured, she's writing it with the blessing and probably with the uh, ghostwriting assistance of Rex Elliott. What is in her op-ed? Oh, we'll run through that next. Oh, Christina Johnson, the outgoing president of Ohio State, is not going to apologize for pushing us all to achieve. Okay. Uh, Her op-ed in the Columbus Dispatch uh, notes that uh, everybody's been, she says, clamoring for answers as to why I chose to leave. Okay, so she's getting it out there. She didn't get fired. 
I chose to leave. Well, she would have been fired. And she admits that she would have been fired a little bit later on. She doesn't know she admitted it, but I will point out that she admitted it. And I will demonstrate why. She says, I have respected the university's request that I avoid public discussion while they search for a new president. Well, then why are you writing this? Because have they named a new president? Did I miss that? Pam, did I miss the naming of the new Ohio State president? Has Jim Tressel been hired as the new Ohio State president yet? I don't think I missed it. I don't think I missed the hiring of the new Ohio State president. But uh, Christina Johnson's talking now. I don't know why she started talking, because she said she was not going to talk while they're looking for a new president. But I digress. Uh, Leading Ohio State has been the highlight of my career. Check the martyrdom box. I've been fortunate to have the privilege, and I certainly wish I could stay. Uh, Check the victimhood box. Very good, Christina. Ohio State has enormous potential. Check the uh, box that is required of everyone in Columbus to always say nothing but great things about Ohio State. Never go against the program. The program is bigger than everyone. The program got Tress. The program got E. Gordon Gee. The program got you, too. So, yes, you got to say great things about Ohio State. She said, uh, the trustees wanted a president to work tirelessly. Oh. She never slept. She didn't have a my pillow. She never slept. Uh, to enact a sweeping agenda. Has any president of a university ever been hired to just keep things the way they are? No, they're all hired for a sweeping agenda because they're all full of themselves to the point where they think they're going to do what nobody else has ever been able to do before them. They all have a Star Trek mindset. They're going to conquer worlds that have never been conquered before. She says, all this was reaffirmed in the glowing performance appraisal I received in 2021. I'd like to see the one from 2022. That's the one I'd like to see. The one where you paid the guy from Harvard 175 grand, and you contend that you and Ohio State contend that that's attorney-client privilege, except he's not an attorney. And he gave his report orally, so there'd be no written record of it. But again, I digress. She said, uh, we will never know the names of the people who have disparaged her in a recent Columbus Dispatch story. Oh, come on. Come on, Christina. Are you mean to tell me you have enemies on the board of trustee, trustees and you have no idea who they are? I think you're smarter than that. You have the PhD to prove it. You know exactly who your enemies are. Don't act like you don't know. We may not know, but you know. It's telling none of my critics will voice their opinions on the record. Well, is it equally telling that a lot of your supporters won't voice their opinions on the record either? (laughs) I mean, if it's telling on one hand, it's telling on the other. She said uh, of her colleagues, many of them understand what Ohio State can be, and they thrived as we worked together to unlock the university's potential. Yes, no one before you ever unlocked anything potential of Ohio State. Uh, Perhaps others thought my agenda too challenging or too demanding. Yeah, this reminds me of, um, was it KGP, KJP on the news shows? Well, uh, like, what has the president done? I've done so much, I can't list any of it. I I just can't list any of it. Her agenda was too challenging and too demanding. Yes, it's always that delicate genius. The delicate geniuses are never awarded for their brilliance. We don't appreciate them until they're gone. (laughs) And then she drops the ultimate woke bomb. I won't apologize for pushing us all to achieve the levels of performance and students, get ready for it, that our community deserves. Yes, we have to talk about what we deserve. Bum, bum, bum. Um, (laughs) 
University curriculum must not be subject to political forces. Really? Oh. Didn't you have a mask mandate and a vaccine mandate? That seemed to me like a pretty strong political force. Hmm. Here's the interesting sentence in the op-ed. In October, I realized my relentless pursuit of the agenda we'd set was no longer in step with what the majority of the trustees wanted. Hmm. Let me read that again. In October, I realized my relentless pursuit of the agenda we'd set was no longer in step with what the majority of the trustees wanted. Well, here's a little secret for you, Christina. As president of Ohio State or of the local Pinochle Club, you serve at the behest of the people who hired you, whether it's a board of trustees or whether it's whoever it is. Somebody, if anybody, sits in authority over you. When you lose their support, you lose your job. And that is what has happened to you. We can argue about Les Wexner getting too involved and wanting the medical center to be run a certain way or wanting people at the medical center to report to him instead of reporting to you. You can debate all that. What it ultimately comes down to is that the board of trustees is going to take a vote And if you have the majority support of the Board of Trustees, you're going to keep your job. And if you don't have the majority support of the Board of Trustees, if they are so inclined, they're going to vote you out. And that is what happened, except that you saw it coming and didn't want it to arrive. You didn't want to be told to go away. You decided to leave on your own, because if you leave on your own, (laughs) your pal Rex Elliott can cash in a big fat paycheck because you've got As I said before, several profitable boxes checked on your resume. You're LGBTQ. You're a woman. You came from Stanford and the West Coast and all that. So you got, you know, woke bona fides to the nth degree. And so you're going to do fine. You're going to do just fine. She had to get in one final overstated accomplishment of her time at Ohio State. Okay. She says, we helped the governor attract intel to Ohio. Let me just make this clear. The governor had more to do with attracting intel to Ohio than you, and neither one of you had as much to do with attracting intel to Ohio as business leaders whose names you do not know and business recruitment organizations whose name you do not know. Even the governor was brought in on that after the fact because, you know, the governor's busy eating Fran's chocolate chip cookies and he thought uh, coasting into an extended retirement. Now he has a train derailment in East Palestine that will shape his entire political legacy. But he did not recruit intel here, nor did you. And so um, that's the cold hard truth. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.